0: Now that we've shut down the Patreon and we're no longer putting out new episodes over there, we wanted to put some of the old episodes out here on the free feed. But due to how old some of them are, we wanted to provide a little bit of context before each episode. So this episode was recorded on March 13th, 2022. And in this episode, we talk about SOPs. Now, if you've never heard that term before, uh, don't worry. Most people probably haven't. It stands for Standard Operating Procedure in your business, you will be doing tons of things for the first time. And then once you start doing them, they become repetitive and you should get them off of your plate. And the way you're going to want to get them off your plate is to build out a standard operating procedure so that you can hand off this piece of paper, this video, whatever it is, and your VA, your employee, somebody can follow that process and get done what you need to get done in your business. So, honestly kind of a boring topic but it's something you're going to need to do if you ever want to grow your business bigger than beyond yourself and so that's what we talk about in this episode and we talk about a couple books at the end that I listen to on my drive home from our winter home in Florida so enjoy this episode talking about SOPs and a couple books at the end John and I are having a good time. Um, We realized when we looked up today, should we do a Patreon? That it's been three months since we've done a Patreon. So all of you who have been uh, waiting with bated breath, thank you for hanging on. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us. I mean, obviously, you didn't have to do anything, right? You weren't being charged when you were sitting here. You're only charged when you put on a new episode. Uh, So... We're back though. I, you know, I did some. Uh, John wanted some time off for his uh, summer break, I believe, uh, and then I took a winter break. Uh, I'm on the other side of the world, so I took a winter break and uh, went with the family. We rented an Airbnb in Florida for uh, six or seven weeks. Uh, now we're all settled back in. so time to start knocking these patreons out again. and happy to be back. I, I could be a little more loose on this show, John. On the other one, we you know we're trying to hit a topic and we're trying to rank for keywords and um, it's good informational stuff. like it needs to be there. but on Patreon here, we get to be a little more relaxed and have a little more fun. and uh, you know we get to pick on each other a little bit. Yeah. This is good. Although we took an old episode and put it on the free show, and I, one of the comments was "Quit talking over each other, let go of the fucking egos, guys." And I was just like, "Well, that's kind of the part of this show we just like to yell at each other." So I think yeah, that's what the some, audience wants to hear.
1: Some people have no sense of humor. I gotta tell you, some people, don't be that person, guys. Don't be that person in life. You know, that person has no fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a true. It's statement.
1: like the it's like the person who writes in when you when you put a spelling mistake
0: in a blog post or something. Like, come on. Don't be that person just don't well did you enjoy your summer break, John? that's the the main question i've been wondering this whole time i think so yeah yeah i mean it, it was a while ago now so <laughs> um i probably it's less recent than yours but yeah. over here the kids like get the summer off right and ours is you know june july august the greatest three months in wisconsin ever the rest of the you know the other nine are not so pretty um and then you know they, they enjoy that right and and for you know it's for christmas we get a nice christmas break yeah. right how does that factor in over there like is that the middle of the school year is that when you guys take a break over there is uh, of those three months
1: yeah it's that's the end of the school year from uh december till early february uh well early february this year because it was extended because of COVID but um uh yeah that's our christmas christmas holidays big holidays uh in australia where all, all the kids are off from school for a long time we do have some holidays in the middle of the year and stuff we have we have four holidays a year holiday periods a year
0: what are they john tell me am tell i getting me the australian that right? holiday boxing day no that's a public holiday
1: <laughs> i mean like school holidays school holidays. unboxing day yeah look look i'm not even gonna, i'm not even gonna <laughs> engage with that man i'm not even gonna engage with that
0: Probably because I, I can't. I don't know what the fuck that is. But you could make fun of us for our little summer holiday, right? The Fourth of July, America. Yeah, well, you
1: know, world police. We, you know, we got, we got to celebrate that, right? For sure. Um, I celebrate that. Even you know, I love you guys so much. That's great. Uh, can we get yeah. a picture of you celebrating Fourth <laughs> of July? Uh, in your, You'll uh, have to wait until July flag for banana that. Banana hammock but, on um, the beach. Yeah, I, I could certainly do a parody of, of Independence Day if you'd like.
0: We're good at that in
1: Australia. Can the audience hear your
0: American accent before we dive in real quick?
1: No, I can't do an American accent. I can't do any accents. I don't pretend to. I have the best Australian accent going, but
0: that's bad. Are sure you said something like, I'm going to eat a hamburger, bro? (laughs) It sounded pretty good. It wasn't bad. (laughs) Uh, All right. Enough uh, fun and games. I'm sure we'll have some more as we get on here. Um, Happy to be back. I don't really have any updates on where I am, John. I think I've talked about it a bit on the free show. Uh, the business I've been building has been slower than I expected. There's a lot of shipping issues in the world. There's a lot of logistics issues in the world, but I'm still trucking along. I, I don't really have any updates on the home front as far as uh, how business is going, but I think we're going to touch on some of the things that we've come across through consulting or or through even working on our own businesses in some of these questions today. Is um, One of them's is uh, SEO. SEO question, which I, I can't wait to rant on. But let's start with the, the very first one. Um, and the only one I took a last name on here. So I so apologize to uh, Daryl and Trist as we answer yours. Uh, William Nagel, he wants to know, do you have any recommended resources on how to build systems and SOPs? John, where do you build your systems and SOPs?
1: Uh, well, I, I guess the, uh, the starting answer is in my head, but, um, you know, I mean, it's built by practice, I guess. Uh, and, and testing and whatnot but I mean if it, when it comes down to like um, you know like the 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 uh, mechanics of actually putting an SOP together for example uh, you know I mean I've used a number of things over the years I've used online tools that were created specifically to help people build SOP type documents and things and flows and things like that I've just done the old you know word doc written SOPs uh, I think my favourite though is 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 just record a video, literally. Like in in terms of um, ease of use and uh, ease of successful use, um, particularly by virtual assistants in places like the Philippines and stuff like that. I think video screen share is and and, and timeliness for you as well, right? One of the reasons that people don't create SOPs is because it's time consuming right to put in to map out systems and blah 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 and do all of that. So if you're going to do it all like written and with images and things like that, it's actually really time consuming to put together and you'll probably avoid doing it. So um, if I've got something that I want somebody to do, I work out make sure I know how to do it in the most effective way to do it first and then I will usually just record a video of me doing whatever it is and
0: you know put give that to them. I've used a few things myself, like a uh, sweet process. Do you remember when that was popular? I think that was, uh, in my early days, Yeah, just, you know, suite, sweet S W E E T process.com. I believe something like that, or just Google sweet process. And then from there I was like, uh, you know, this is good. I think it has like the ability to check things off, which doesn't always work in uh you know, in a video form, right? Like when you're walking through a whole process, there's not a way to make that necessarily repeatable without them watching the whole video again, where I think sweet process has the ability to like you know, hit check marks, right? Like uploading products is a great SOP that you should have, you should do it in the beginning. So you understand it all. And then you should build an SOP of how you want a product page built so that you can outsource that. And if you can put the checks in there of everything that they need to do, and by all means use stuff from inside of our course, uh, as far as like SEO checklist as well. Um, you know, something like sweet process works good. I, uh, I moved to Google Docs shortly after that. I just kind of liked that better, but my product upload process in Google docs is 13 fucking pages. So like there's, there's definitely a benefit to moving to video. So you don't have to type that out. 13 pages is a lot. It took a lot of screenshots. Shout out to my old partner, Zach, who built like half of it. Um, it's a lot of work. And so I think there's some other tools on the, on the market. Um, let me, what do I got up here? So um, nexus.net. Uh, I think there's a few, I don't even know what they are. I've never used half of these. So don't listen to any of that stuff I'm saying, but um, the, the only one that I can, talk about that might be beneficial is uh trent dersmid Uh, i met him at an ecf live he started a company called flowster and so he's actually i believe he was like uh I don't know the word like uh, being a retailer on Amazon. So he would like go on there. He would reach out to brands who aren't already on Amazon and say, Hey, I want to sell your stuff on Amazon and uh, uh, become the retailer for them. And then he would go to existing brands on Amazon and say, Hey, I want to sell your stuff too. Um, if Amazon ever shuts you down, at least you'll have a backup listing. I can't believe so many people like actually do that. I'm shocked. I get those emails every fucking day on my pet's business. Um, but behind all that, he built all like he's huge on SOPs. Like he, he, Claims he doesn't work very much, and, and he has a whole team of, of VAs doing everything for him. And so he built out all of these SOPs, and it first started by him selling those SOPs. That was his first uh, information product was like, here, I'll give you all the SOPs on how to do this Amazon thing yourself. Uh, you just go start and then implement all these SOPs. And then he was like, oh, shit, I'm the SOP guy, uh, so let's start Flowster. So it's Flowster, dot app. Uh, and he's put a ton of them in there. He tweets all the time, even though I don't think he really has a following. So maybe he's posting this somewhere else too, but he tweets and he's like, Hey, want to know how to do this? Um, just click through here, sign up for flowster and I'll give you this SOP for free. So I think there's a ton of them in here. Uh, I have no idea if there's a lot for e-commerce, but this is, I know for a fact, this is a really good tool, uh, tool. Trent's a really good guy. And so like, uh, if you're ever bored and you want to check out some SOP, uh, app, just check out flowster.app and, and see what you think. See if there's anything in there. Uh, certainly I've saved a few of his tweets, John, of things that we could do of like here's all the you know, a process for getting your YouTube, you know, title and thumbnails and process all done. And so like I mean there's tons of stuff in here. So it's it's all over the place. Uh, just looking at new client onboarding, sales process management, marketing process management, employee onboarding, product listing optimization, Amazon account management, campaign management. Um, there's all kinds of stuff and you can browse their template library. So uh, that was a bit of a long winded explanation uh, for SOPs. Uh, but I think where we should pivot here, John is more like what SOPs, like what SOPs have you worked with inside of your high ticket dropshipping business that we can, we can talk about people definitely should be doing it and again. I'll start product uploading. The moment you have that down, the moment you have a process down by which you upload every single product. Make that an SLP. Um, that's that. That's probably the first place I would start. And there's just so many in your business. Think about like repeatable tasks. What is something you do over and over and over and over in your business? Uh, and you might think you're the only one that can do it. Uh, you're wrong. And then like record yourself actually doing every single step. And if you have to, uh, you know, do a video like John said, and actually. Walk through your thought process. Why am I doing what I'm doing on this step? Not just how to do it. Why am I doing this step? So then you can train an employee to actually like think and solve their own problems. They don't have to reach out to you if they get stuck anywhere in the process. Where else have you used SOPs in, in dropshipping, John? If you're a listener to this show, you either are a high ticket dropshipper or you're considering becoming one. And if you're in that second group, you're probably wondering, what am I going to sell? Who am I going to serve? Well, we have the perfect product for you. It's called the five-day challenge. You can find it at dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash five. For $97 in just five days, you will figure out what you're going to sell who you're going to serve, and at the end of those five days, you'll hop on a call with either John or myself, and we will verify what you chose and give you the pros and cons, the ups and downs, and help you get started on the right foot. Dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash five.
1: I mean, so so for me, what what I mean, what should you outsource is any re- repeatable task. You as the business owner should not be doing repeatable and or low level tasks ever. Now, obviously, in the beginning, you do because you you might not have the funds to outsource things, right, or to hire someone or or do that, and that's fine. But at some point you have to pivot off that so if i think about what are the most time-consuming things that are associated with this business or the most disruptive things so customer service is the number one most disruptive thing in your business all right you can't grow your business if you're stopping your workflow every 10 minutes to answer the phone right because you can't predict it you can't plan for it and so it breaks your flow of work and so you can't actually put in any deep work if you're constantly answering the phone and so the the rate at which you grow your business will be affected by that so if you can get that off your plate as soon as possible do it and yes you should have sops for answering the phone answering the online chat uh how to talk to suppliers um you know how to respond to emails you know, all of those things should set out when you are and aren't allowed to communicate with me, the business owner, about these things. Um, you know, what level of discounting can you offer? What are you authorised to do as as the person who's answering these phones? What are you not authorised to do? Blah, blah, blah. So that all that stuff goes into your SOPs um, for customer service. So customer service and product uploading, though, for me are the two biggest ones probably um, because those are two of the, biggest things that in the medium term a business owner the business owner should not be doing those things right
0: um either because they're repetitive or because they're too disruptive yeah big one for me also john is order processing right so yeah Here's what happens when an order comes in. Uh, you know, there's a multiple multiple steps there. Do you have a, an app like ClearSale who it needs to clear there before you do anything? Do you need to go in there and manually capture the funds? Do you have to send the order a specific way? Here's who you actually send that order to. Here's how you follow up to make sure they actually got the order. Here's how you follow up with tracking. Like, there's a whole process there, right? And another thing that you know, maybe in the beginning you're doing a lot of that stuff, but eventually that's going to get off your plate. Um, and so really, it's it's more like think through how to replace yourself. Like how could this business exist if you didn't exist and like get everything out of your head on how you do all that stuff. And uh, it's a real pain in the ass. I'm not going to lie. I hate building SOPs. They are the, the the least fun thing that I think I've ever done in business besides accounting. Um, it's awful. Like I, I don't want to sit there. I know how to do it really, really fast, right? So for me to slow down and think through every single step, and then usually I'll build it out, and then I'll work with somebody, or I'll have my wife come in, and I'll have, I'll be like, can you read through this and tell me where you stumble? And she'll be like, uh, like immediately she'll be like, what? <laughs> and then she'll stumble on something. And I'll be like, I I'll realize that I know the I know what that word means. I know how to think about this. But you know, again, if I if I was designing this for a third grader, they wouldn't know what I'm talking about, right? So you really have to like go way deeper than you think on these things, and it's a real pain in the ass. But once it's done, it's not a pain in the ass, right? Then you then you've built. Uh, replicatable pieces of your business that you don't need to be a part of.
1: Yeah, and I I, want to just uh, touch on something you mentioned just before because it's very important. Uh, So I mentioned I I do mostly do video, which is right. Um, But usually with a video, there'll be like a document that goes along with it. Um, I don't do... When I first started doing SOPs, I used to do them primarily text-based, text and image-based. I'm talking about back seven years ago, whenever. And that just... It's too much of a pain for me these days. So video, but I will, as much as possible, try to have checklists, right? I can't recommend checklists highly enough. They're like one of the simplest ways you can give simplest things you can give somebody like a one-page checklist for a task uh, rather than giving them five pages of written stuff with detail on all of that. Uh, if you give them a video and a checklist, that's actually much quicker and checklists are super successful. There's a reason that doctors, pilots, blah, 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 use checklists, right? They're super effective. Uh, the rate of air crashes went down. Uh, it's a really interesting story around how checklists came about. Like you look at the rate of crashes in airplanes pre checklists. So there was actually a time where airplanes flew around without checklists before launch. And post checklists, it's significantly different, right? Just the simple, just having simple checklists of did you flip this switch? Uh blah, blah, blah. Have you checked this? Have you checked that? Uh, same for surgery in hospitals, literally. I mean, there's probably some medical people listening to this, but there are checklists for really simple things like did you leave a sponge inside somebody when you sewed them
0: up? Blah, 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 right? I mean, I'm, I'm being a bit silly there, but no, you're not though sort of when, when they were sewing up my wife after her, we had the baby, that's what they were doing. There was a chick standing there with a big long checklist and she was like two scissors, two scalpels, three rags. Like they were doing that. Cause that shit happens, right? Like they, yeah. it gets left in there and that's not good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and look, I mean, obviously the stakes in those two fields are much higher than they are with your business, but that doesn't, lessen the importance and usefulness of checklists. And they're really easy to create. Uh, So you'll see I use them in Dropship Breakthrough if if you're in the course. um, You know, in in a number of places, I give people who are in the course checklists. You know, this is the checklist for this uh, module. You know, go through. Did you do these things? Um, There's a really great book that I read years ago. It's very famous called The Checklist Manifesto. Um, by Atul Gawande. I hope I'm pronouncing his, his name right. Uh, it's very famous in entrepreneurial circles, business circles. Go and read that. It's a short, fairly short read. Uh, it's a book all about checklists and how to do it right. That
0: sounds incredibly boring.
1: Uh, it does, doesn't it? But he, he tells a lot of stories and stuff around checklists as well. Um, now that I think about it, that is quite literally possibly the most boring book idea I've ever heard.
0: A book about checklists but i yeah I, I i love it i think it's a great book i'm gonna go off topic because you said good book and i listened to two really 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 good books on my drive home from florida uh one is uh right next to me actually make sure i get it right building a story brand by donald miller a fantastic book uh, i believe they have all of their free trainings on their on story brand as well um if you guys are looking for a book to read building a story brand uh and then the other one is a hundred million dollar offers by alex hermosi that one got my brain just absolutely spinning um so much information just uh uh, just nugget after nugget after nugget after nugget in there and and he reads it himself and he's got a good voice which i think is helpful Uh, i've listened to a few i tried to listen to a couple books on the way down there that were recommended to me and the person reading them was just cringe um and so i couldn't do it um but yeah those two books have you read both of those
1: uh, no, I haven't read the first one. I've definitely read uh, Hormuzi's book. Uh, I'd recommend go and follow him on Instagram as well. He puts out a ton of content. Um, he's a cool guy, built nine-figure businesses in the, in the gym and fitness space. Um, and I kind of felt validated. It's a great book, easy, short, quick. And I feel validated by that a little bit because I've been banging on about the strength of your offer when it comes to high-ticket dropshipping ticket <laughs> businesses for at least... Nearly four years, as my early students will attest, uh, and there's a reason for that, and nobody else in the high ticket stream space does. So I feel good about that. But yeah, great book. E- anyone running a business should read that, even if you're not doing high- like
0: e-commerce or anything. The offer offer is everything. So go and read it. It got my brain spinning. Like uh, I would think, you know, it's definitely a Patreon topic. If we can get some volunteers, maybe who want us to, like, create an offer. I got my head spinning on, like, what an offer even could be when he was talking hmm. about, like think of a product that somebody sells maybe like massage chairs or something like that. Um, and maybe that's not even a good example, but they were talking about, he was talking about like how to put an offer together where you sell your product and then go down to the chiropractor down the street and they'll throw in a session cause they want to get that lead. Right. And, and go to this business and they'll throw in a lead. And it just got my brain spinning of like, how could we do this in high ticket dropshipping? How could we reach out to, um, and this is actually a, a topic we've been meaning to get after of like how to, how to build additional income streams by partnering with other businesses. Like how, how how can you find relatable businesses who aren't your competitors, who they want your leads and you want their leads. Uh, and in exchange, you're like, they're able to give you value to throw into your offer. Um, I it got, it really got my head spinning, John. It got my head spinning for us for dropship breakthrough for my pets brand. Uh, and then I really started thinking like, how does this apply to high ticket dropshipping? And I know it, you're right, John, you've been preaching about this for a very long time. So uh, maybe that's something we should just uh, try to think of two, three niches and like, how, how can, how can they build an offer?
1: Yeah. It's a great idea. I mean, that book definitely will get your head spinning. I mean, uh, you know, um, like his, his story and everything's not in the e-commerce space, but it, it's just a business any business thing like the the concept the concept of creating amazing offers and you know offers that are too good to refuse and all of that sort of thing like that's don't yeah just you just put it into the context of any business and and um yeah it'll definitely uh definitely
0: gets your head going for sure and they're both short too i think they i don't know what speed i was listening to that, probably faster than most people do um but it was only like three hours. I actually had to slow down harmonies. There was so much shit in there. It was so good. I had to slow it down, which is not my style at all. I want to say I was at like 1.5 1.6. Um, and that's slow for me personally. Like I normally listen to books on like three um, and they're just, you know, zoom, zoom, zoom. Cause there's usually only like two nuggets in a book. Like it, it's like one point, here's the nugget and like 50 stories on how to tell you that same nugget, right? Which is good. People learn through stories. I learned from the first time you said it. I don't need to leave. I don't need to listen to the other 50. This one was like home run. And then he hit another fucking home run and then he hit a grand slam. And it was just like, holy shit. Like it was so much. Yeah. Great book. If if you, if you get any two books this year, grab both of those building story brand by Donald Miller and a uh, hundred million dollar offers by Alex Alex Hormozy.
1: Yeah. I read the ebook actually. And I want to say, I've got it right here that, um, it's like hundred pages or something like that.
0: Really? It's that small?
1: 154. Sorry. 154 pages. Still tiny right but there's so much so much value in such a like he's he's like like one of those dudes that's just no nonsense like he just goes i'm not gonna fuck around i'm just gonna say what i got to say and i'm out of here i've already i've already i've already
0: made i've already made hundreds of millions of dollars i don't need to sit here pulling my own chain (laughs) basically in his audiobook he said go buy the book and listen to it while you're reading this book. And then it like, you know... Yeah, two that's, two that's one of... it's kind of coming yeah, into you. Is that... I, that's right. I couldn't tell, well, like, was it a marketing thing? Probably does nah. like imprint in your brain a little bit better when you do that, but I've never done it. Is that something you've ever tried? Books,
1: the, the ebook's free anyway. I don't even think he sells it. I think it's free now, right? On on Kindle or something like that. And and you can get a free access to a whole bunch of resources out of it at acquisition.com, which is his new educational space. No, it, it it's actually a... Um, a psychological thing Uh, similarly to something i talk about with um remembering stuff by writing it by hand which is an old speechwriter's trick but yeah if you read something and listen to it you're making your brain process it in two different ways so you're more likely to remember it right which is why um like if you if you need to remember a speech that you're going to give and you don't want to be reading off your notes write it by hand don't type it on a computer write it by hand. Um, even if you're not going to look at those notes, just write it out by hand, right? Because the act of writing it by hand will make you retain the words in your head so that when you need to recall them, you're more likely to be able to do that more easily. So it's just one of those little neurological hacks, if you like, um, to help stuff stick in your head. Because the thing that happens with most people with books is they read a ton of books and they don't remember half the shit they read. That's that's like the, that's like the um, trap for entrepreneurs. is like everybody's like, yeah most CEOs read one book a week blah 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 yeah bullshit they make reads one a day, bro. oh man yeah and you don't you can't take action on all of that right and you can't even remember it if I read two books a month I don't remember three quarters of them man my brain's like a sieve I got four kids I don't get any sleep like you know so cool little hacks
0: like that are good probably works I don't know I haven't done it I I thought maybe it was a marketing trick of like you bought this, now go buy my fucking book nah. twice. I was like, uh, if this is marketing, that's next level, genius level marketing to get you to buy it twice. But it is, I also, it would be. Maybe it is, but I, I think there is science behind that. I'm pretty sure. I see what you're saying too. Like uh, I have my employee, we're just starting now actually, uh, doing uh, what Sam Parr calls copywork, which is like, I want to get him better at copywriting. And so like we we go find the best sales letters that ever, were ever written, you know, Frank Kern, and then some of the greats as well, like Ogilvy and stuff like that, and have him actually rewrite those by hand because it kind of it builds new neural pathways in your brain as you're like doing this uh and also your brain doesn't know what's fake and what's real um which is why like visualization is the greatest thing on the planet this is the same sort of thing you're actually writing that out your brain thinks you're writing that Uh, you're kind of tricking your brain to believe that you're smart enough to be able to pull this off uh which in turn makes you smart enough to pull this off and uh yeah man brain hacks are fun